the, then the thing that really sets me off is, well, once we have a vaccine, then everything will go back, back to, to normal. normal. Yeah. And I say, you mean like the flu vaccine that's 8% effective? That doesn't work. I catch if, I mean, if I had a brake pad manufacturing company for cars and my brake pads were 8% effective, I would be out of business. George Floyd was not taken out because he was black. George Floyd was taken out because he was owed major drug money by Derek Shaven. When you're making vaccines that are 8% effective for the flu that you have to change every year, which, by the way, give most people that take them the flu. Mm -hmm. And you're going to tell me that this new, and they can't sue, you can't sue them for this without going through the VAERS court, which is a joke. And you're going to tell me that once we have a untested, brand new, rushed through vaccine, then everything is going to go back to normal? Good luck with that. I'll tell you what, they're going to test it in Africa, like they're doing, kill a bunch of Africans, pay them off $1,000 per person, which is the maximum that they have to spend if they kill somebody. So they already know that because it's way cheaper to kill them there than kill them here found out what the Chinese Communist Party, the Red Dragon, is doing to these people and have been doing to these people for the last 20 years in China, sending hundreds and thousands of innocent Falun Gong practitioners, Uyghur Muslims, house Christians, and Tibetan Buddhists. Particularly 95% of um, the victims are Falun Gong practitioners to be state-mandated hospitals, concentration camps, death camps, military facilities, uh, military facilities run by the Chinese military at the behest of the, of the highest-ranking officials of the Chinese Communist Party to create a illegal, sanctioned, forced organ harvesting business. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Truth Defender Podcast. We are coming to you from the greatest country in the world, deep in the heart of the Lone Star State, Dallas, Texas. I'm your host, Paul Aguilar. Really appreciate you guys stopping in for another episode. Uh, if you guys are catching us on YouTube and you aren't already a subscriber, please consider hitting that subscribe button for us. Um, give us a thumbs up as well if you like what we do here. And uh, make sure you guys hit that bell icon so you don't miss an episode in the future. Um, also, if you guys are on the run and you want to check us out, you can catch us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, as well as iHeartRadio at Truth Defender Podcast. Uh, we'll have all the links to social media down below, Twitter, Getter, Instagram, Facebook, and Rumble. Um, also, if you guys have any questions or comments for myself, uh, guests or topic recommendations, you guys can always shoot us an email over at thetruthdefender1776 at gmail.com. How are we doing today? Um, so yeah, we are going to try a little something different in here today. Um, we're kind of in a little limbo when it comes to scheduling guests. I had to move around a few things, um, but we're going to have a kind of a packed next couple of months um, full of guests. So that'll be great. Starting on March 2nd, and we'll be off and running. Uh, we'll finish up until about late April or so. So um we're kind of on a down a little lull right now, which usually happens kind of, but uh, we're trying to make it work. Um, so yeah, obviously you guys noticed I don't have a guest today, but I've been kind of flirting with the idea of trying to put out shows, of, I guess of like more, I wouldn't say important topics, but other topics that I really find interesting that I just kind of share my thoughts on as well. Um, so I'll be kind of sprinkling in 
shows like this here and there every once in a while um, where I finally hop on by myself and kind of fumble through <laughs> uh, certain topics and such. And uh, hopefully you guys kind of bear with me and we'll see where this kind of leads to. Um, but there's kind of been a topic that I've, I guess, really have found obviously interesting, but um, have always kind of found that there's, you never really hear too much about it. For as big as a topic as it is, um, it should be all over the news nightly. There should be scrolls running uh, across the nation or on the big, you know, kind of mainstream media outlets. Um, obviously, you hear some of it in your local networks and such, you know, wherever you are, but um, it's not too much and it's kind of crazy. Um, I never really understood why it's never gotten as much attention as it, it deserves. Um, but today we're going to kind of run through uh, human trafficking, specifically child trafficking. And obviously all trafficking is outrageous and crazy that it even happens. Um, it's obviously, you know, if even just one person goes missing, that's a huge deal. Um, but obviously there's a soft spot for, you know, for children um, and child trafficking is a huge, huge problem, not only here in the U.S., but, you know, around the world. Um, so, you know, like I mentioned, we don't really hear too much about it around the world, at least well, here in the States. At least I don't. Um, if you guys are picking up stories in your local markets, like I'm, you know, like I mentioned on the news and such locally, that's great. Run with that. But it's always, unless there's some kind of reason, reasoning for it that I don't know, you guys please let me know in the comments, but there should be nightly shows on missing children uh, across the country, you know, whether it be like a, some kind of major news network or something, or they create one specifically for it. I know there's like access cable. They have like different channels and like people run with different things on there, but um, there should be some kind of show that's up and running nightly to discuss, you know, missing children, uh, you know, not just missing children, but missing anybody. Um, and I just don't see it. And it's kind of odd. I mean, it's extremely odd, right? Um, children being the most vulnerable of our society, they should be up there every day. Obviously, the parents and you know the people surrounding them are obviously uh, out there looking for them daily. You know, every hour of every day they spend awake, they're out there looking for them. I'm sure, um, but we should be helping out as well. Um, whether that be, you know, I'm not saying you have to go out there and run the streets looking for them, but you know, for a lot of people that have bigger social media accounts, you know, maybe post a picture. Have you seen this kid? Have you not, you know, share a picture with your friends, any kind of articles and such that you find, you know, every little bit helps. Um, especially if you're kind of in the area where those abductions or those kids went missing, um, you know, we should be definitely looking at those a lot closer. Um, it's, and the reason why I, I find it kind of, crazy you know besides you know i don't know if you guys have ever seen like those missing pictures in the stores i don't know so like every time i go into walmart i walk past like this freaking bulletin board that's as soon as you walk in 
and they always have like pictures of missing kids or missing people. Um, even inside of some stores that I go to, like Home Depots and such, they have like that huge bulletin board right in the front where the registers are. Uh, they have, you know, missing people on there as well, which is great. You know, um, as many eyes as you can get on those, it's great. Um, but like I said, there should be a lot more done. We should be ripping down, you know, the walls and such, looking for kids here and there, but um, it's crazy. So that's what we're going to kind of try to do here. I'm kind of thinking about putting, maybe not on the podcast specifically, but making like another little section here on the show where we kind of pull up missing people, not only missing kids, but missing people from the day or maybe from the week. Um, it was kind of a weird thing when COVID happened and the world was kind of locked down during 2020. Um, you didn't hear anything like missing kids or anything. I'm sure that they were still out there, you know, but you never, I never got any kind of like Amber alerts or any of that kind of stuff going out. Um, as soon as like mid 2021, not even mid, like February, like April, 2021 is when I started seeing that spike go back up, you know, missing kids, um, especially when it came to like Amber Alerts here in Texas. Um, you know, they were, they were going crazy. It was weird. We'd get one like every other day, a missing kid or missing kid here, missing kid there, missing two, three kids, you know, brothers and sisters are missing. And uh, it was, it's, it's, it's weird because Typically, when that happens, they'll send the Amber Alert out, um, and then they'll send out like another message afterwards if the kid was found or the kids were found, saying that you know these kids were found safe and you know blah blah blah. Um, I think during that time in 2021, I had only received one of those messages. Um, an Amber Alert happened, a missing kid like overnight, and then we got another message the next day saying that the kid was returned safe and sound. Thank God, but like from the hundreds that I received that year, I think I only received one that you know that said that the kid was actually found. So I mean, obviously, uh, we're happy that that one kid was found, right? But there's obviously a lot more that that weren't. So um, that's extremely sad. Uh, so yeah, I've been thinking about putting together some kind of little show here and there maybe like a 15, 20 minute, maybe half an hour little show of like the latest ones, maybe two or three kids will kind of showcase, you know, who they are, names, pictures, um, when they went missing, where they went missing from, you know, stuff like that. So that's kind of in the works. I'm thinking that's going to happen for sure, but I just got to kind of put together, get all like the information together on whether I can share that kind of information and, you know, stuff like that. I don't, I don't see why it would be an issue, but you never know. There's, you know, just maybe some parents don't want it to be known or they want to keep it private information or, you know, stuff like that. So I don't want to get into any kind of legal trouble or anything. So I'm going to try to figure out how that's going to be done. Uh, I got a few buddies that are detectives um, and I'm going to try and see if I can get one of them or someone they know that works, you know, missing cases like you know missing persons cases to come on and we can maybe go through that like that um so it's all kind of in the works it's up in the air i've been 
thinking about putting this kind of thing together for a while. I just didn't know like how I would do it or obviously people would be interested in it, but uh, just kind of wanted to run it by people. Um, if you guys know of any cases or, or like any kind of missing kids or you know someone personally that we can get the word out, um, we'll go ahead and do that as well. So uh, let me know what you guys think on that. But uh, we're going to try and maybe kind of run through this a little bit, just depending on how long I rant about this kind of thing, um, how much information we can get out. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a crazy thing. I'm not sure. I think the last time I read missing people in general around the world was like 6 million a year or something like that, which is an outrageous number. Um, I think I read that there was 4,432,880 missing persons vanished in the past 20 years. Um, now, I think this was in Canada, I think it was. But that number alone is just ridiculous, just for one country. Um, that's nuts. <laughs> I think they said that was like more than the population of New Zealand or something like that are almost the entire population of Ireland. Yeah. So those are crazy numbers. Um, over 600,000 individuals go missing in the United States every year. Jesus. Fortunately, many missing children and adults are quickly found. So that's kind of one of those things as well. You'll have a lot of kids, especially kids that are like run away from home. Um, and they just, they're gone for like a week or so. And then they come back or kids are missing maybe for a day overnight or something. And then they, you know, they're found, which is great. Those, those cases are great. Um, so that's, that's a good thing. But, um, I think it's according to the national missing and unidentified persons database, which is funded by the U S department of justice, more than 600,000 persons of all ages go missing every day. Jesus. Every day? Oh, every year. I'm sorry. Now I was about to say every day. Um, and approximately 4,400 unidentified bodies are recovered every year. Ouch. So yeah, about it's actually a lot lower number than I thought. Obviously, one is one too many, but I didn't think that number was so low, um, which is great. <laughs> we don't want any more, but um, yeah, so about 4,400 of them are never found, which is sad. Um, yeah, and it's 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 scary to think, you know, what happens to those kind of people. Typically, I think I read that if it's girls specifically, and it's not only isolated to girls, but uh, more often than not, that they're they're older, and even if they're not, it doesn't really matter. But if they're kind of older, maybe twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, around that age, um, then they put them straight to like prostitution stuff like that so um that sucks <laughs> um obviously they you know they put them in prostitution like younger kids for those sick ass people that enjoy younger children such they sell them you know as sex slaves and stuff like that which is horrendous but um it also says it's estimated that internationally there are between 20 million and 40 million people in modern slavery today 
assessing the full scope of human trafficking is difficult because so many cases so often go undetected. Something the United Nations refers to as the hidden figure of crime. And that's actually nuts. So, and I had read this as well, that there's more slaves today than there's ever been in recorded history. Now, they just said between 20 and 40 million modern day slaves today. Um, I've People can point that out if they've, if they've ever heard any kind of stories today about slavery here in the U.S. Like, you know, we got to get those out there. But for the most part, they're, and for anybody who's listening who's out in the Middle East, I'm sorry, but it's typically Middle Eastern countries that do a lot of that kind of stuff, Africa as well. Um, you know, slaves. And, and, and you see that kind of stuff like in Syria and stuff where they were still selling African slaves, like open slave markets and such. Then this was like a few years ago. It wasn't like 20, 30 years ago. Um, so that still goes on. Um, you know, especially when, when they're, when they stand to gain, I think it was like $150 billion a year um, is made through human trafficking. Um, and I think it was like 99 to 100 billion of that comes from commercial sex exploitation. So, you know, prostitution and they sell them into sex slavery or, you know, just all kinds of crazy crap. Um, and you know, it says estim- globally, an estimated 71% of enslaved people are women and girls, while men and boys account for 29%. Yeah, like I said, it's not specific to women, but for the most part, yeah. Uh, and it says about 50,000 people are trafficked into the U.S. each year. Makes sense. Now, how much of that is like sex slavery or, you know, stuff like that? Trafficked in the U.S., you know, that could be the cartels, you know, sneaking people in, getting paid to do so, nine grand a pop for, you know, per head you know just to get them into the country illegally um yeah so it's an estimated an estimate suggests that 50,000 people are trafficked in the u.s each year most often from mexico and the philippines that's crazy the philippines i mean i can see it you know they traffic a lot of people in to the country from you know there's people coming from China and, you know, all these different countries all the way to the U.S. So that doesn't really surprise me, you know, where they're coming from. But um, in 2018, over half, 51.6% of the criminal human trafficking trafficking cases active in the U.S. were sex trafficking cases uh, involving only children. So, yeah, 2018, more than half was trafficking children for sex, you know, work or activities or whoever they were selling them to. Um that's nuts. That's sick, but it's nuts. Yeah. It's just, it's just a crazy thing that happens nowadays, man. You can't even leave your kids unsupervised anymore. I mean, I remember when I was like middle school, I think, or even younger than that running the neighborhoods like i was born in el paso so way west texas right right on the border like i live like maybe 100 yards away from the border wall or the 
border fence, uh, walk out the front door, look to your right, boom, you could see into Mexico, um, which was Juarez. That's, that was like the local town right there on the border. But I mean, at, at that age, we're talking like 97, 98, 99, right? Yeah, about, about that. Maybe even a little bit younger, 95 and on. But like at that, at those times, man, I would go to school in the morning and walk to school. Nobody would like take me and nobody would even be awake <laughs> when I was leaving, get up and get dressed and like just leave walking. I never even saw anybody like in the morning before I went to school. Um, go to school, walking, get in the class and whatever, blah, blah, blah. School's done. Leave like football practice or whatever we had. Walk home or not even walk home, just walk to a friend's or hang out with everybody after school and like stay out late. And I know for a lot of people that are a lot older here, they know exactly, you know, they'd be like, oh yeah, you can leave your door unlocked and all that crazy stuff. Like, yeah, that's, that was great. You know, back in the day, my, you know, 90s, mid 90s and on, not so much really, but you didn't really get messed with like that. Um, just like walking, you know, to, friends and such and i wouldn't even come home till the street lights came up if that i remember being in middle school and my like partying till like two three in the morning which is crazy um hey my mom was even threatening me with sending me to like a military school at that time because i would just be out late all the time and like not listen when she would tell me to come back at a certain time or i have to be home at this time and this time not there running the streets man freaking 12 13 years old 14 years old get into trouble all kinds of trouble and i used to live in central if anybody knows el paso like the el paso area um central it was like burgess high school and cathedral and you know like kind of all those high schools out there what was that 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 high school for the girls um it was like a catholic high school I'm, gonna, I'm not going to remember the name of it. Um, but it's an all-girls, like, Catholic school, high school. Running around out there, man. Getting into all kinds of trouble with them girls. Um, but yeah, like, late. Three, two, three o'clock in the morning. Getting chased by cops and running the streets and gangs and almost getting into crazy nonsense out there. and Just being dumb, like, you know. But at that time, the only thing you had to worry about was, you know, like I said, gangs or like who was fighting over what block and hey, where are you from, homes and stuff like that. Like, oh shit, you know that that was like the the biggest thing you had to worry about, really. You know, and then eventually I, I kind of I played football with this one kid that his brother and his kind of crew or gang, whatever, was like those same people that were asking me like, where are you from, you know, and then. Once I kind of figured out who it, like who it was and like who who to be cool with, you know, like the next time they were like, "Hey, you know, where are you from?" and then my friend would come out the house and like, "Oh, it's cool, man. He's with me." Blah blah blah. So after that point, we you know we were we were golden. Um, but yeah, it's there was none of this kind of stuff. I'm I'm sure it happened, right? But like it was just it just wasn't present. You don't have to worry about looking over your shoulder no matter where you were. You didn't hear if like kids getting abducted or people going missing. You know, like I said, I'm sure it happened. The nature of where I was 
born and raised on the border with the cartels and stuff, you know, you're, obviously it happened, but it just didn't, wasn't like a big deal. You know, after, I don't know, maybe early 2000, 2010, stuff like that, it started being like an even bigger deal. Um, kids going missing. And I mean, like I said, it's always happened, but it wasn't big thing that you would hear about it everywhere. Now you hear about that shit all the time. You can't even go outside with your kids. You can't let your kids go outside. We got some local kids around here too that, that run around outside by themselves all day. I would never do that. And I live in a nice area, you know, where we don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. I wouldn't think twice about that kind of stuff here, but I still wouldn't do that. And that's sad. And I you know I would like for my, my son to be running around out there with them, you know, with them boys and stuff and, and just getting into trouble and stuff. But you just can't, you just can't risk it. Not, not, not nowadays. It's, it's, it's crazy. You know, I get kind of, um, I got a lot of anxiety and like fear when, you know, my wife takes my son out with her to the stores and stuff like that. My wife's kind of like, doesn't pay attention to what's going on around her a lot, you know, and, and that worries me because I, I know that's how she is. And when she has my son, you know, I can just imagine her just being like on her phone or looking at something and my son like sneaking off somewhere and ran away or, you know, someone comes up and grabs because nowadays you know, you got some crazy videos online you check on YouTube where there's guys running up to people like while they're eating and just like snatching kids out of their chairs and like in broad daylight in front of their parents and stuff. Or you have a mom or something like walking with their kid in the cart and then like next to the front door or something. And then some guy just kind of walks in and just grabs the kid by the hand or just like lifts him out of the little cart and just walks out with them. Like these dudes are, are nuts, man. Like they're just taking kids. Like they say in Spanish, a lo pendejo, right? They're just fucking snatching up all kinds of kids, but it's it's uh it's crazy. You just gotta be that's why I don't like you know, like I said, I don't like I get anxious and, and scared when my wife takes my son out, but I don't like, you know, letting him out of my sight. I mean it it could happen to anybody, right? Not just kids. Obviously they kidnap adults and women especially but um i just don't like going anywhere i don't like him going anywhere when i'm not around my wife too i mean my wife's kind of she's a little spicy and she don't she wouldn't give up you know without a fight but you know she's kind of small small asian woman so it's not you know overpowering her you know wouldn't be an issue for maybe two or three guys and such or whatever but um yeah it's you know i don't like to let them walk out unless i'm there or whatever and especially my son uh, if we go out together walking maybe two or three steps behind the group have them walk in front you know like so that way they can enjoy themselves or you know whatever they're doing while we're out in public and uh i bear you know not the burden but like i bear the responsibility of you know, watching them and watching what goes on around them at all times. You got to be, you know, when I say stay frosty, I mean, you know, stay frosty, like keep your head on a swivel, pay attention to your surroundings, what's going on around you at all times, who's coming in and out of your guys' personal space, who's walking up from the side, who's walking up from the front. Take a peek behind you every once in a while. 
so you like know what's going on right pay attention at all times i know it sucks because you know we go out and we're just like talking and having a good time and no one's paying attention like you know you don't want to have to be looking over your shoulder and worrying about everything but like somebody's got to you know <laughs> it sucks but hey what's a few hours maybe an hour or two of discomfort you know just kind of not you know focusing on what's going on paying attention to your surroundings and such like or a lifetime of like not having that person around anymore you know god forbid they get taken or something and you are kicking yourself in the ass thinking i could have done something more or i should have done something more you know it's it only takes a few minutes if that seconds for them to be gone um, so everybody just kind of keep your head on a swivel or not kind of make sure you keep your head on a swivel. Um, cause like I said, that, that'll happen real quick. And before you know, you turn back around and there's, they're not there anymore. Um, might not get them back. So I would hate for that to happen to anybody, <laughs> obviously. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, obviously People go missing every year, not just kids, and it's sad, but we're trying to focus on the kids, obviously, more than a lot of others. Um, and one kind of crazy thing that I have found out as well that the DFW area where I'm at uh, is kind of a major hub for human trafficking, which is crazy. Um, for some reason, that happens here a lot. Um, you would think it'd be more of like the bigger cities and Dallas is kind of a big city or whatever, but compared to like Houston or LA or New York, you know, stuff like that, it's, it doesn't come anywhere close. I think didn't like LA have like 8 million people or something like that, or like one of those cities in California, but you know, anywhere that has a port is like a big area, um, you know, easy access to the water, so if there's like a major port like we have down here close to Houston and such and Florida would be another one where they have huge ports. LA is like the biggest one, right? So that would make sense. People coming in and out of the country through the water, you know, major areas and ports are a huge uh, reason why. And you would find, you know, cases of like people that work for the ports and stuff like that, port authorities and customs officers and freaking water patrol and stuff like that you know opening up cases or opening up containers and finding like a whole bunch of asian people in there from china or like other people from africa or something they put them in these shipping containers with like really elaborate systems that'll help them breathe and they've got food in there and water and all of these like elaborate systems to keep them alive for months while they're traveling to you know, overseas and stuff. Those old containers come from like China or whatever country and they're on the ships, those giant container ships and they're across the ocean for months. So they've got to stay alive. You know, they have air filtration systems in there and water filtration systems and and they're just in there and now they find them in there all the time. Um, most of those containers that they've come into the ports don't actually get checked. So um, I don't know how they go about it, if anybody knows how they do it, but I guess they just kind of pick random containers. They just pick them at random. 
and they open them up, see what's in there, and okay, you know, go ahead and go through. But a majority of those containers don't ever get scanned or looked into or, you know, whatever. So who knows what's been smuggled in, not just people. Could be like nuclear bombs or weapons or drugs, I'm pretty sure. But, you know, that's that's some crazy stuff. So um, that's how that happens. I mean, the ports make sense. I'm not sure if they like fly people in uh, somehow. I don't think that would be the case, but you never know. Um, obviously, they smuggle them in to the border, especially down here in Texas. Uh, I don't know if like there's a big problem with human trafficking coming through Canada, but down here, it's a huge problem. I don't even live that close to the border, but you know, for people that do, I have family that are border patrol. I have a lot of friends and family and local police, you know, local police departments down there by the border. Uh, I got a buddy that works FBI out here as well. Uh, El Paso as well. Um, so we keep our, you know, keep our ear to the ground and such. And you hear a bunch of crazy stories about that kind of stuff. So um, as long as you got the money, uh, you know, they can get as creative as they can to try to get you in. Um, and it, for the most part, isn't really picked up and then really find too much of it. A lot of the times they do, which is great, but I mean, who knows what's been smuggled in, especially nowadays with this whole kind of border thing going on. Uh, 180,000 people coming into the U.S. last month and the month before that, it was some other kind of crazy number. So it's nuts. It's nuts, man. But yeah, it's so here, like locally, it says in Texas alone, there were 49,110 missing persons reports in 2020. And see, so that's that thing I was telling you that I wasn't positive if, if, because of COVID and the lockdowns were there like any less abductions or people going missing or whatever, because I hadn't heard of anything obviously, but apparently in 2020 alone, 49,000 people went missing. Uh, 12,000 of those were adults. Yikes. So like 46, 45% of those. So 30, like 37%, uh, 37,000 of those were kids. Jesus Christ. That's a crazy number. Yeah, 49,000. Yeah, 12,000 of those were adults. So the rest were all kids. Maybe not even kids, just under 18, but... Um, yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> like I said, here in Dallas, apparently the, the DFW area is, is one of like the bigger hubs for human trafficking, which is scary. Um, living here, obviously just kind of keep a you know, good eye on, on your people and you keep track of them and it's not a big deal, but it's nuts. So we got kind of like the number of open missing persons cases per 100,000 people in each state. Now, 
Texas being second largest state in the country, you would think would be kind of at the top, the leader, if not one of the main ones, but it's not. So we'll kind of go here and I'll share with you guys what we're looking at here. Let's take a look and see uh, all this crazy nonsense here. Uh, 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 uh. So that way you guys can see what I'm looking at, but yeah. So uh, we'll look at this here. This is from vividmaps.com. So this is missing persons in the U.S. Um, data current as of September 23rd, 2021. So it's from last year. It hasn't been updated yet or recently. But so like I said, Texas is the second largest. And it's not in the lead, which is great. <laughs> Excuse me. So open missing persons cases for 100,000 people. Alaska is number one. Sweet Jesus. 162.53 open missing persons cases at this time. Yikes. Right? Am I reading that right? Alaska and Hawaii not depicted. Just, okay, whatever. Um, I mean, they're obviously the, the bottom right here, 10 plus total cases. So total cases, okay. Total cases is 1,192. The 162 is the 162.53 out of 100,000 people. Okay. Um, yeah. So Alaska is way up there. Total, 1,192. And then it would be Arizona, 971, which makes a lot of sense because Arizona is right on the border as well. There's a lot of human trafficking going in and out of the state, a lot of people crossing the border and stuff. So that makes a lot of sense, actually. Uh, then you've got Oklahoma. Why would anybody want to go to Oklahoma? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm from Texas, so um, that's probably why. They just they know nobody likes to go there, and they go in there and just start taking people. I shouldn't be making fun, but a little humor at Oklahoma's expense. So Oklahoma would be third. Yikes! That's nuts. So I mean up there as well i mean total cases but not like missing people per 100,000 you know those are the cases they're looking at here uh that's nuts yeah that's some crazy stuff i mean people going missing everywhere it's not cool at all but I mean, you know, it's it's um, for a lot of you that are familiar with like David Politis and such, you know who he is and like his work. And he's written the Missing Four One One books, which are great. I read like three of them, and he's got some other ones out. I highly advise you to watch the documentaries or he made on uh, Amazon Prime if you have access. Those are great. The books are great. Um, but like he, you know, kind of looks at missing cases that are 
like unexplainable um and not those that fit like certain criteria is like they could have gone missing by an animal or they died of hypothermia or they died of like stuff that you can explain right so he doesn't pick those he looks at the ones that are just kind of unexplainable and crazy um but like we said you know those some of those kids go missing or whatever or even adults and they come back the next day or they're found the next day or you know maybe they just ran away from home they were gone for like a night or two and they were just reported missing but then they come back so those are a lot of those like those are like the majority thank god um but for those that don't like you know and it says here like among law enforcement officials excuse me the common wisdom is that 95 to 98 percent of those who go missing reappear within 48 hours and that's you know like i was just saying while these statistics may provide some temporary comfort to those whose loved one has gone missing it diminishes both the real numbers of those who go missing like i said and the emotional havoc such a disappearance wreaks upon family obviously friends and associates of the missing person these statistics also conceal another globally 607 people go missing every single day without a trace jesus 607 missing people every single day without a trace so that's like a good size high school senior class or something I think there's only like 300 in my senior class, but you know, you get the, the drift. I mean, imagine like a whole, an entire senior class at a high school just going missing every one day. And then like another high school in the same area, and then maybe another high school in the next county over or the next state. They just go missing every day and nobody ever finds them. Jeez, over a year, this total totals 221,644 missing individuals over 20 yeah so that's the one that read earlier that's nuts but that that statistic right there that said 607 people go missing every single day without a trace that's wild that's a wild number it's craziness um so they have a list here uh top 10 states with the most missing persons and this would be as of what is this missing persons by state in 2022 um and we're just into 2022 so far we're not even two months in <laughs> complete months and this is the list already um so california would be number one obviously it's there's a lot of people there um didn't say specifically just a state doesn't say like if they're in la or whatever but uh 2133 second place would be florida at 1252 texas would be third 1246 arizona like we said there's a, you know, another big one especially since they're, since they're there on the border and a lot of human trafficking goes on there as well washington now, it doesn't say Washington. Oh, yeah, it's Washington State. I guess that makes sense. Uh, people get lost in the wilderness up there, you know, maybe. They go for a hike to the mountains or whatever, and then they're just gone. 
So that makes sense. Um, six would be New York. I can see that. Slummy. A lot of people. A lot of dark corners and such. You don't know what's going on here and there. Access to the water. A lot of gangs and stuff. So makes sense. Michigan. Why is that? Because they're up there by the Great Lakes in the middle somewhere. A little bit of wilderness out there as well. I've never been up to Michigan. I've been to Illinois. I've been to the Great Lakes. I don't know. Is is there like a lot of uh, wilderness out there? Up there? I've never been, so I don't know. Um, Oregon, I can see that as well. This will be number eight. Pennsylvania, I don't. I know people that live in Pennsylvania. I think there's a lot of outdoorsy kind of stuff out there as well, right? So Pennsylvania would be number nine, and number ten, which makes a lot of sense as well, would be Tennessee. Um, up in them hills and the mountains and such, Tennessee. You know, there could be a lot of people going missing as well. Um. See, it says, in absolute terms, California has the largest number of missing persons at 2,133. And this is coming from uh, worldpopulationreview.com, state rankings, missing persons by state, in case anybody wants to look at that. Um, So it says, California has the largest number of missing persons, 2,133. But California's rate of missing persons is fairly average at 5.4%. Missing persons per 100,000. The highest rate of missing persons by far is sparsely populated Alaska, with 41.8 missing people per 100,000 of the population. Yeah, I guess. Now, the question would be who's taking those people? Um, like I said, it's sparsely populated. I have a buddy that lives in Alaska, but there's not much out there. I mean, are these people getting lost in the woods or having accidents in the woods and they're just never found? Nobody knows what happened to them. I mean, how or why are they going missing out there? That's the biggest question we have. Um, You never know, but I doubt human traffickers are making their way up to Alaska and taking people in the middle of cold-ass woods or wherever they live. A lot of places you have to you can't even get to like certain areas unless you go by snowmobiles or you take a small plane in or something. So that's crazy. But I would think that they would get lost, you know, maybe in the wilderness or something. Um, Five times California's rate and three and a half times the rate of second ranked Arizona, 13.0 missing persons per 100,000 Arizona. The state with the lowest rate of missing persons is Massachusetts at 1.8 missing persons per year, while tiny Rhode Island has the smallest number of missing persons in absolute terms at 20. Bravo. No one's taking anybody from uh, Rhode Island. (laughs) Craziness. So what would be like the last? Oh, yeah, so Rhode Island would be the very last state. So it's California, Florida, Texas, we said, Arizona, Washington, New York, Michigan, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee was 
the last one on the list at 10. And then from there, it goes to Ohio at 11th, North Carolina at 12th. Ohio had 358, North Carolina 327, Illinois 317, Missouri 316. Alaska is kind of in the middle of the pack, 309. Right, so this is missing persons by state, 2022. Alaska, and then it was New Jersey, 299. Colorado, 292. Louisiana, 266. Oklahoma, 252. Georgia, 250. Kentucky, 248. Virginia, 239. Alabama, 204. Arkansas, 200. Connecticut, 197. Nevada, 192. South Carolina, 184. Maryland, 183. Minnesota, 179. Indiana, 174. Wisconsin, 149. New Mexico, 143. Massachusetts, 126. West Virginia, 120. Mississippi, 115. Maine, 108. Utah, 107. Hawaii, 107 as well. Idaho, 101. Iowa, 86. Kansas, 81. Montana, 71. Nebraska, 61. Delaware, 58. Vermont, 54. Wyoming, 45. New Hampshire, 35. North Dakota, 31. South Dakota, 23. And then pulling up the rears. Rhode Island at 20. So bravo to Rhode Island for being the least desirable people in the state. Just kidding. Um, nuts. Yeah, and that's those are the missing people by state in 2022 so far. So hopefully those don't go too much higher by the end of the year. They probably will, but hope not. Man. So these are kind of numbers that we're going to be rattling off here in Texas. Now, like I mentioned, the DFW area is surprisingly one of those major hubs for trafficking missing people, which is crazy. Um, so this data is provided annually by Texas Department of Public Safety Missing Persons Clearinghouse and the National Crime Information Center. In 2020, of the 543,018 new missing persons reports entered into NCIC, which is National Crime Information Center, 346,237 missing persons were under the age of 18. So just, so just over half, or a little slightly over half, were under 18. In Texas alone, there were 49,110 missing persons reports in 2020 with 37,000 of those children. In 2020, 7,355 new missing child cases were filed in Harris County and 9,522 in the 14-county Houston-Galveston region. So, <clears throat> like I mentioned, the major hubs, right? So, obviously, Houston is a huge hub. Um, closer to the water down there, Galveston is on the water. Um, so they have access to the water and ports and all that good stuff. So that would make sense. Now, the fact that it wasn't the 
major like it wasn't in first place is what gets me um I'm just trying to remember where Harris County is so that's okay so that's in the Houston area as well so downtown okay never mind so let's see the list of towns and cities in Harris County Harris County consists of Baytown Bel Air Channelview Crosby Cypress Deer Park Galena Park and Highlands uh, so that's in the same kind of Houston area as well so that makes sense it makes a lot of sense um so yeah, that's like the major one. Those are like the bigger ones right there on the water. Access to the port. So that that's happening down there. Uh, which sucks. <laughs> uh, runaways, 80 to 85%. Um, missing children categories. So these are the, the categories of how they break it down. So runaways, 80 to 85%. Um, just because the children ran away does not mean he or she is safe. Maybe they ran away and they're hanging out with some crazy ass people or they get trafficked or they get kidnapped or whatever happens to them. Um, 10 to 15% of these are family abductions. Um, so just because like a dad or a mom can happen both ways, take a child from whoever's supposed to have custody of them. Doesn't mean that, you know, that they're fine. They might be kidnapping the kid to harm them or to punish the pet, the other parent or something. So, just because you know their parent takes them or whatever doesn't mean that they're safe. Um, three to four percent are non-family abductions, um, so that would be the second most serious case where bodily injury and death are most likely. Yeah, and then one percent of those are stranger abductions, so they have a higher chance of being abducted by a family or non-family abduction. So maybe a friend of the family or somebody that hangs around with somebody they know or something. So that would be that but stranger abductions are the most serious case where bodily injury and death are most likely so that's that makes sense i mean somebody that you don't know or they don't know you just randomly picks you up at a store or something there's bad intentions if they were willing to go through with taking you from wherever you were um you can pretty much bet that they're willing to do anything else so um and we'll look at the missing adult numbers as well. So for 2020, out of 543, 18 new missing persons reports entered, 196,781 missing persons were over the age of 18. In Texas alone, there were 49,000 missing persons reports in 2020 with 12,000 of those adults. In 2020, 3,169 new missing adult cases were filed in Harris County and 4,034 in the 14 county Houston Galveston region. Yikes. So that's a lot, extremely surprising. That, I mean, it could happen anywhere, but that here in Texas, we're like a bigger hub for it, which is sad. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, man, but I mean, you just got to be aware of what's going on. And I know we all kind of take a, when we, you know, head out to the stores and you see missing missing kids, posters, or you see missing 
kids online or, or you get those amber alerts on your phones or those messages on your tv they make those noises and they have like an emergency broadcast or whatever and then they maybe might put up one like that i think i've seen a couple of those everybody just kind of like brushes it off like oh you look at your phone you're like man that sucks but then you just hit that okay button and then you're just on with the rest of your day not really thinking twice about it right we need to get to a point where it's a huge deal when something like that happens i know i'm definitely not a cop and a lot of people out here listening to this might not be and even if you are and it's not in your area you have no jurisdiction over it and it's like another state people don't care it's just like yeah whatever like oh it sucks this kid's missing but then boom we're back right back to fucking squid game or whatever we're watching we should get to a point where we at least share information you know share it shoot if you are part of like a group or something on facebook or whatever social media you have you see like oh this kid's missing oh crap maybe maybe look up the story or something and share it but we're not going to be just kind of like skipping through it. So get the information, share it, put it out there somewhere so that people can take a look at it, get across as many eyes as we can. Um, that would be the best, best case scenario. Um, but we shouldn't just kind of dismiss it. Um, that would be the worst case scenario. So we'll go ahead and, and try to make that a, a, a point that we that we do from now on so if you guys see something like that and you get an alert maybe look up a name look up the story look up anything about you know the situation and then share it you know like i said you guys are part of facebook or whatever put it out put it out on twitter put it out on whatever you got instagram whatever maybe somebody sees it maybe somebody that's comes and happens to come across your page by accident or they just kind of find you or something because someone they know knows someone else and then they know you or something and then you just your post just happens to pop up in front of them and then they you know they see and then they i remember seeing this kid at the grocery store or i saw this kid in the parking lot or something surprisingly enough that's kind of how these things get resolved um it's never like they're looking specifically for that one person and they you know they find them but it's just like an in passing kind of thing. It's always like, Oh yeah, I saw this kid at the gas station or I saw that kid at the grocery or walking to the parking lot, or I saw that kid walking to that apartment complex over there, whatever. And it's, it's usually when you hear these kind of stories, that's what you always think of. Like, well, that's what you always see like on the news or something. It's always like a person coming on the news and it's like, Oh yeah. You know, I was walking through this neighborhood and I just happened to see that, that car that I saw like on a Facebook post or I saw that that kid that I saw here on Twitter or something. And I just kind of remembered like, oh, I remember that kid was missing and then boom, he was there. So don't think that it's not, don't think that it's insignificant. You know, it might come across the right eyes one day. Um, so yeah, I mean, share the heck out of it. And, and that's kind of what I plan on doing here now. Um, I'm going to try to get this information out as much now. So I'm going to be trying to put together like some kind of shows, maybe like I mentioned, 15, 20 minutes or such of like recent or latest 
um, missing persons, not just, you know, kids. We'll be concentrating a little more heavily on children, obviously, it's, um, but I'll be throwing in, you know, everybody as well. Um, we'll try to get that information out, you know, what they look like, pictures, if they have any name, where they went missing, days, what they were wearing, who they were with, stuff like that. So we can try to get some kind of information out there. Like I mentioned, if you guys have any cases or anything like that that you want me to focus on, let, shoot them over. Um, so, so let me know. Um, yeah, so we'll go ahead and do that, guys. Um, we'll kind of shut down here for now, but I'll be back with another episode as well. March 2nd, we'll be kicking that off, like I mentioned. Uh, if you guys have any information for me, you always know where to find me. Shoot me an email, thetruthdefender1776 at gmail.com. Um, if you guys are catching us on YouTube, as always, hit that subscribe button if you're not already subscribed. Um, if you guys want to catch us on the go, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, as well as iHeartRadio, at Truth Defender Podcast. Um, and if you guys really enjoy what we do, maybe you like uh, the show or the episode, maybe you want to share it with someone, go ahead and do so, please. Uh, that'll really help us out. Um, share the link to the show, the episode, whatever, on YouTube, Rumble. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you guys enjoy. Please consider leaving us five stars as well if you guys enjoy what we're doing. Those those uh, stars and reviews really help us out. I think we're sitting like at a 4.3 or 4 or something like that on Spotify, which is great. Uh, let's try to keep that up as well so that way the algorithms kind of keep recommending us to other people who want to enjoy uh, what you guys already enjoy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, I have all the links to social media down below. Twitter, Getter, Instagram, Facebook, and Rumble if you guys want to check it out. Um, and we'll go from there. So everybody, please, please, please stay safe out there. Keep your head on a swivel as always. Uh, be aware of your surroundings and what's going on around you at all time. Uh, take care of your loved ones. Uh, everybody, stay safe out there. Stay blessed. And most of all, stay frosty.